0: One of the things I'm going to throw out there is I'm going to try and go really slowly, which is incredibly difficult for me. I already feel like I'm speaking at half speed. (sighs) I'm going to try and slow it down a little bit further, because there's a lot of detail in here. And you'll forgive me, hopefully, for sticking to my notes a wee bit, but I don't want to miss anything out, because it's it's quite a lot to take in. To be fair, we could probably spend an entire night on one of these. So I'm going to go through all four of them. I want to do it in a timely manner. I won't keep too long tonight, that I promise you. Um, So I'm going to go quite slowly. So the four quadrants are D for dominant, I for influential, S for steady, and C for conscientious. And I'm going to trip over that all night, that word, but we'll give it a crack. So the first thing that I want you to do as you know, the first thing I want you to do is I'm going to tell you some of the words I guess that reflect some of these, um, some of these uh, personality types. So, if you're somebody whose class is having a high D, that means that you are predominantly D. Because as a D, you can also take on may, one, maybe two other personality traits, but they'll be low compared to your high D. So, if you're someone who is a high D, um, some of the words that would resonate with you would be direct. Results orientated, firm, strong willed, or forceful. If you're um, if you're someone who's a high I, then uh, you'll resonate with words like outgoing, enthusiastic, optimistic, high spirited, or lively. If you're someone who's a high S, you'll resonate with words like even tempered, accommodating patient, humble, or tactful. And if you resonate with conscientiousness, then you'll resonate with words like analytical, reserved, precise, private, and systematic. So the first thing that I want you to do is on your little diagram that you've got in front of you, and I know you've got limited room, but we'll give it a crack, is I want you to put a line right through the middle. And on top of the top half of your diagram represents, and you can write this down, people who are outgoing or extroverted. So they're the loud ones, the risk-takers. Spend a lot of time waving their arms, getting people to action. And the bottom half are our reserved or more introverted personality types. So they're the sensible ones. Let's not get too carried away here, right? Then I want you to throw another line down the middle the other way. And the left half of your diagram so you might want to write this down as well, represents your task oriented people. They're your doers. They're about function, substance, and results. And the right half of your diagram represents people oriented personalities. So people-orientated. They're your creatives your stylers, your people-focused characters. So what you're left with is a diagram that is split into different segments to help give you an idea of where those personality types sit. Am I making sense so far? You're with me? Cool. And one of the things that I want to be really clear about is different is not bad. Bad. That's in you. That's probably on the next page. Different is not bad. It is just different. Okay. I'm fairly confident that if we if we completed this, if we completed one of these um, profiles, and we're not going to do that tonight, but if we did, and you got a clear idea of what profile um, you resonate with, and you may already be in that position. And then we said, right, we want all our D's over here. We want our Is over here. Our S's and our C's. Chances are your partner's going to be in another group to you because that's the way that we work, right? Okay, you've heard the term opposites attract. Maybe not opposites, but we'll see. But chances are your your partner and a lot of your friends are going to be in different groups. So different is not bad. It's just different. So what I'm kind of hoping for, except if you're Vera. Where's Vera? You're all four. Vera's already told me she's all four. That happens when you're 60, isn't it? Sorry, when you're wise, when you're wise That happens when you're wise, i misunderstood But it's true, but it's true It's true in the sense that experiences shape our personality, right? So I can think of, I guess, when I was younger and more brash You're like, really? (laughs) Yeah, younger and more brash that I was probably a different, or not probably, I was um, probably stronger in certain areas than what I am now, right? So it does change over time, but yeah, there's still going to be those old things that kind of hang on a wee bit. It's also a safe environment, so I might say some things tonight that challenge you, like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? That's not me, right? Having already decided that it, that is you, um, take it with a pinch of salt, right? Have a bit of fun with it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> the people at your table probably will too. There'll be a lot of bruises and ribs from elbows, I would suggest. So let's start. So how do we recognize a personality type? They tend to be active, extroverted, and often in a rush. They speak loudly, interrupt others tend to get right to the point when it comes to the conversation. There's not a lot of dilly-dallying around. They like to take charge of meetings, set the rules, make agendas, make sure everyone's following the instructions. They can be a bit aggressive, a bit blunt, maybe a bit impatient, but they have strength. We need our Ds. They focus on immediate results. So they're all about the bottom line, right? They're not interested in the detail. Are we making money or is it going to plan? So they're the ones who really keep those projects chugging along at the speed that they need to be chugging along About uh, chugging along, at. Change is exciting for them. They love change. It's fast pace, and they're fast-paced and they expect others to keep up. So they're accepting of new challenges more so than most. They make super quick decisions. They're not always right decisions, but they're quick. Because a quick decision's the most efficient decision, right? Time is money. They question the status quo. Just because it's the way it's always been done doesn't necessarily mean it's the way that we're gonna do it moving forward. They're our entrepreneurs, right? They're authoritative. So they often seek out positions of leadership or are often sought out positions of leadership and they can make great leaders but just remember they're not on the people side of the equation <laughs> they're on the task side so they need to learn that people side otherwise they're just a boss or a manager and we've talked about that as well they're motivated by action and change so that's in your notes Sorry, the, oh, I didn't, oh, my apologies. It was concerned about results. So if you're a D personality type, you are concerned. Oh, sorry, no, I've already got that below. It's direct. It's all right. I just want to mess up your thing. So this is, all the creative people are like, bring it on. I'll turn it into a picture. Looks like a kangaroo. (laughs) The people over this side are like, damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll start again. They are, it was wrong. It is direct. They're all D words. Direct. Decisive and driven. (laughs) So, carrying on, our D's are fantastic in a crisis, right? Because they're all about the facts. They're not interested in biases. Just give me the facts and we'll make a decision. We'll sort it out. So, they're brilliant in a crisis. Great at solving problems. Because they focus on the possibilities, right? Not the things that you know necessarily have gone wrong. They're forward-looking. They tend not to dwell on the past. And they're quick to try and fix, change, or control things. So they're motivated by action and change. But they have limitations. They're not perfect. They dislike routine. It's just a lack of excitement routine, right? They need to be moving constantly. Things need to be changing around them or they get bored. They need to be right. I love this saying, I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> so they can be a bit argumentative. They can overstep authority. And that's often com- that comes from a good place. But again, their motto is better to apologize later than to ask first. You see, they're not really concerned about the implications to other people. They're on the task side, right? Like, let's just get this done. We'll worry about the fallout later. Yeah? Funny, but does it make sense? If you're task-orientated, you're probably less worried about what other people think and the impact on them, so long as the task gets done. Yeah? So you've got to be a bit careful of that. They know what they want. And they know how they like things. They know how they like to do things, right? So they're reluctant to delegate. For them, that's a... A loss of power, and they can be a bit bossy. As I said, insensitive towards people. They don't do it on purpose. They just—it's not their not their focus. It's not what they're thinking about. They're task orientated people. So often, for a D, their biggest fear is a lack of control. Once they start losing control, they'll generally get angry quite quickly. They'll get over it quite quickly as well, but they'll arc up quite quickly. They talk fast and eat fast, often at the same time. And after ordering the same thing, just to avoid disappointment, they always get it. It's always been good. They're not great shoppers. They're those, get in, get it done, get out. No dilly-dallying around. (laughs) I'm talking about shopping. And... uh, Next to their bed, you might find a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This is in case you still can't quite work it out. Or the four-hour work week or some other self-help book. So if you've got one of those, your partner's got one of those next to their bed, you're probably starting to give them a bit of an elbow. But for all the D's out there, at your best, you can be a pioneer, a crusader, a leader. So how do we communicate with D's? carefully, (laughs) be prepared, (laughs) when communicating with the D style individuals, give them the bottom line, they're not interested in detail, be brief, focus your discussion narrowly, avoid making generalizations, Refrain, refrain from repeating yourself and focus on solutions rather than problems. If you haven't got a solution, they're not really interested. They already know the problem. What they're interested in is how how are we going to fix it. Who knows what this is? It is Nike. There you go. Look at you. Nike are doing a good job. You know that the person who came up with that is a D. What's their logo? What's their their catch cry? Just do it. (laughs) Definitely a D. <laughs> How are we going pace-wise? Are you still with me? You're hanging in there? <laughs> I'll try not to miss any more important stuff off, I promise. Okay, the I personality type. Let's get into the eyes. It's in the eyes. The three words are influence. All I words. Influence, image, enthusiasm. i didn't see who got that. Dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're an eye personality type, you're concerned about communication and people. Those are your two key themes. How do you recognize a personality type? They're the peacock. So you might have heard animals used to describe uh, personality types in the past. Well, the eyes are the peacocks are the ones who probably spend a little too much time looking in the mirror. For, for curiosity or interest' sake, your dominants tend to be eagles, your steadies are doves, and your conscientious are owls. They are seriously into people and doing stuff. They tend to be extroverted, friendly and charming. They speak with animation, using gestures and facial expressions, telling stories and laughing. You have no idea how hard it is for me to hold a mic here. (laughs) As you can see, I'm like pacing, the hands are going. They like to make gatherings into social events. Any excuse for a party, for an eye. Could be a meeting, could be a sales presentation. Let's turn it into a party. Get some food and drinks, we're into it. And they enjoy working with people, lots of people, and often try and include others in their projects. And they too have some strengths. They are creative thinkers. They are dreamers with great imaginations. They see the big picture, and they have big ideas. They tend to be inspirational when they're getting those ideas across. They are... Great encouragers as well. So they love making friends, working as a group. When you're building teams, they're often your biggest allies. So if any of you are in charge of leading teams, find yourself an eye because they will help you build that team, pull people together. Great encouragers. They're loud. They're encouraging like we talked about. They're optimistic. So that makes them fantastic motivators. They're your real glass half full people. They're people people. Everyone's heard the term people, people, right? They genuinely like people, and they genuinely want people to like them, sometimes to a fault. Think social. They often have a positive sense of humor and can be infectious. Their charm and sociability can often draw out the best in other people. That's what makes them excellent salespeople, right? They sell the dream, not the detail, detail. Price is just a number. Sell the dream. Just imagine how good it could be, that 65-inch OLED sitting on your TV wall. They are the consummate communicators. All right? We wave our arms. We get excited. We exaggerate. makes us fantastic storytellers. Yes, it's me. I know you're picking that up. (laughs) And I love recognition and approval. (laughs) that's in your notes too, write that down, I don't want you to forget that (laughs) but as hard as as it is to believe I too have my limitations, I mean us eyes, I mean the eyes the eyes have limitations we're inattentive to detail, details can be worked out later let's just worry about the big picture stuff right there is a lot going on in our heads all of the time, which gives us a really short attention span. Um, so we'll start dreaming about the next thing. I, I Literally, my wife was talking to me on the way out the door, and I was thinking about three other things, and she finished talking to me, and I was like, I have no idea what you just said. And I had to say to her, I'm sorry, sweetheart, what did you say? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> she just looks at me. We're more concerned with popularity than tangible results. That can be a worry. (laughs) So long as we have good relationships, um, we rely on our ability to talk our way out of any trouble that we get ourselves into. And we can be prone to a bit of gossip. Impulsive. Shopping. Spontaneity. We're the life of the party. But we can make some rash decisions in the process. We tend to ignore the rules. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> rules don't really apply to us, do they? They're like for the, these people. <laughs> the task people. That's These guys are all about rules. Let them deal with the rules. And a lack of follow through. We really finish what we begin, I'm sad to say. So we can over-promise and under-deliver. We're really great at the big ideas, but we need other, others around us to keep us on task and to ensure that we execute it and execute it well. And often their biggest fear is rejection. They love to talk. You'll often struggle to get a word in. If you can get them to stop talking long enough to look at the menu, they'll order one of everything <laughs> and finish it. We love shopping. We're particularly drawn to color and, uh, and clever marketing and aren't at all worried about the cost. Again, that's just a number. And we're likely to have a copy of People magazine or some dirty gossip rag beside the bedside table. But again, for all the eyes out there, at your best, you can be a visionary, a motivator, a catalyst. So, how do we communicate to eyes? By waving our arms around in an (laughs) interpretive dance. (laughs) When communicating with the eye style individual, share your experiences. Allow the eye style person time to ask questions and talk themselves. That's what they really want to do. That's kind of how we work stuff out. To be fair, that's a serious comment. We literally, us verbalizing and articulating things helps us make sense of it in our heads. Focus on the positives. Avoid overloading them with details and don't interrupt them. (laughs) This is a short time deal, this train of thought. If you interrupt me, it's gone. (laughs) So that's our eye. Still on the people side of things, but moving into the People, and what's, what's this half? Introvert? It's a little more reserved, right? We've got our S personality type. So our S's stand for steady, stable, and supportive. Steady, stable, and supportive. If you're an S personality type, you're concerned about relationships and processes. You're still into people, you're just a little more reserved and a little more careful about it. So how do we recognize an S personality type? They tend to be a bit quieter and indirect and casual. They tend not to show their emotions so much, definitely not as much as these peacocks. They speak more slowly and in a relaxed pace, as if they've got nowhere important to go. They're great listeners and they encourage others to talk about themselves because they love people interaction. They're just not necessarily the life of the party. They're more interested in hearing about the other person rather than talking about themselves. They prefer to follow, not lead. And they like working with others in small groups. And they too have some great strengths. Every team needs a few of these types of people. They are reliable and they're dependable. They may not be your stars. But one thing I've learned in my business about stars is they're often shooting stars. <laughs> they go, and then they get bored and burn out and down they go. That's us peacocks, right? They're your steady eddies. They're going to keep on going and they'll keep delivering you results. That's what they're really good at. They'll they'll do it with minimal fuss as well, right? They don't make a song and dance about it. They're loyal, humble, and respect authority, especially if they've been recognised for their loyalty or for their service, just encourages them all the more. They're patient and great listeners. They're deep thinkers, right? They've got high levels of empathy and they're a lot less likely to give rash advice to good people to talk to in a time of need. They love working in a stable, harmonious environment, often behind the scenes where they can complete one task at a time and get it done diligently. And that's what makes them such good team players. And they have good people skills. So their goal is to help people, right? They're loyal, especially to the people that they know, trust, and can depend on. They really value that. And they're motivated by relationships and appreciation. So some of their limitations, they can be resistant to change, especially sudden or unexpected change. They need time to process and adjust to that, so you often have to give them a good amount of lead in time and help them through that change process. They can tend to take things a bit personally, so they're a bit sensitive to criticism and confrontation. makes it really uncomfortable for them. It's just not natural for them. They can lack decisiveness, which I think could be cunning, right? They're like, let the peacocks and the egos. eagles be the decisive ones, but maybe also it's just their need for more information before they make a decision. All right, They want to be more considered in their response rather than the rash ones. And they're peacemakers by nature. So they're quite likely to sacrifice results for harmony with others right they're more interested in people and relationships than they are the bottom line and often their biggest fear is confrontation rs's are deliberate eaters typically the last to finish they enjoy their shopping but they take their time and they're frugal. And on their bedside table, you'll likely find the five love languages <laughs> or a handbook on yoga. <laughs> I'm a dead man. <laughs> but for, uh, for all our doves, our steadies, our S's, at your best, you can be a peacemaker a reconciler, a calming influence. So how do we communicate with S's? When communicating with the S style individuals, be personable and amiable, express your interest in them and what you expect from them, take time to provide clarification, be polite and avoid being confrontational, overly aggressive or rude. The gentle souls. And that brings us to our C personalities. Our C stand for conscientious C O N S C I. E-N-T-I-O-U-S. I'm going as slow as I can, man. (laughs) Conscientious, correct, and careful. If you are a C personality type, then you are concerned about quality and accuracy. Where are my C people at? Anyone hear a C? There's a few. Good stuff. I love it. I've learned to love these people. I really have. It's been a process. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take do that personally. <laughs> Often you'll find the opposite, the opposite of where you're at is the one that you're going to struggle with the most. Okay? It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. So how do you recognize a C personality type? They tend to be quiet and indirect and quite formal and can appear cautious. They speak more slowly and matter-of-factly trying to avoid mistakes. There's often a pause. They rarely speak up at meetings, so you might have to encourage them to contribute. They prefer to go off by themselves and to collect data and make plans. And their offices are neat. Really neat. (laughs) Mostly neat. (laughs) And they have some great strengths. They're realists, right? They're not going to get carried away with all this other malarkey. They're very even-tempered. They can be fair and objective not letting feelings or personal biases get in the way of doing the right thing and maintaining their values in spite of pressure. They research every aspect of a situation and consider every eventuality before making a decision. They're very thorough in all their activities. They read the fine print. Who does that? (laughs) Honestly, I have got time for fine print. <laughs> I love it. So they gather, analyze and test data. They're a stickler for detail. They're great organizers. So they make time to investigate the problem, formulate a plan and carry it through to completion. And they're often planners and long-term goal setters. Spreadsheets, bar graphs, not commonplace for them. <laughs> I, love, I love that you embrace this, it's so cool. <laughs> They're motivated by protection and security. Protection and security. Their limitations they prefer not to verbalize their feelings. They're not big on disclosing personal information and tend to play their cards pretty close to their chest and can be a bit hard to read sometimes for us people watchers. If they're not careful, they can suffer for, from paralysis by analysis. That's getting bogged down in the detail, not being able to see the forest for the trees. And as I mentioned before, they're a bit of a stickler for the rules, but they make fantastic audit people. You're not an audit, are you? No? Okay. So they they can sometimes get bound uh, by policy or procedure. They have a tendency to remember the negatives and be a bit suspicious of others and become a bit overly critical, both of themselves and some of the people around them. And often their biggest fear is being wrong. (laughs) (laughs) C's are picky eaters The last to order as they consider all their options And then they'll savour every bite Before proudly breaking out their entertainment card (laughs) They're not shoppers The idea of busy malls just makes their skin crawl well honestly, why go to the mall if you can shop online? You could go into Price Buy and find like the cheapest onla- online retail. and beside their table you might find a copy of Consumer Magazine and a Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku <laughs> She's like, how do you know that? (laughs) C's, at your best, you can be a clear thinker, an analyst, a diplomat. So how do we communicate with C's? When communicating with a C-style individual, focus on facts and details. Get granular. Minimize the pep talk. They're not interested in the rah-rah. It just goes over their head. All that emotional language. Be patient, persistent, and diplomatic. I've learned to love Cs. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't take this personally, but I, find, I found them boring and frustrating. In my work environment in particular, right? And I'll give you a funny story actually. So we've got a guy who um, I love him to bits. His name's Al. Al is like the strongest C you'll ever meet. He understands stuff that's just so far over my head. I have not got any inclination of what he's talking about most of the time. And we had this really complex product issued to us. It was like, cool, go and distribute and sell this product. We're like, okay, cool. And they're like, who's going to do the coaching? Well, we have to get Al to do it. He's the only one who really understands it. But Al's like, he is the opposite of the presenter, right? That is not his strong suit. So he knows all about it, but trying to put it in a way that appealed to these salespeople that were all peacocks, all influentials, that's hard work. But anyway, he did his best. He delivered this um, training. <laughs> and then in our branch, I, I had a lot of people who were like me. <laughs> And so we had this competition, but it wasn't about, uh, there was no carrot. It was all about the stick, right? It was like, if you get three strikes, you've got to sit through a one-hour, one-on-one training session with Al. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the training and everything to do with listening to Al pour through this data and detail for this product. And I think he knew it, but he loved it. Al saved my behind on more times than I care to remember. Um, So we need, um, we need the owls of this world. We need our seas. Great leaders recognise diversity as a strength. As I said before, it's really easy to connect with and gravitate to like-minded people. But if you're setting up a business or a, a group that requires some action, you actually need all four of these types of personalities. I think across the successful management groups that I've been a part of or had above me in the past, and they've often had at least three, if not four, of these personality types ticked off. Okay? So great leaders recognize diversity as a strength. One of Joe's messages, actually, in this series, she talked about recruit for your weakness. And that's a great example of recruiting for your weakness. Okay? So recruit through your weakness, or recruit your weakness, excuse me, and empower through clear communication. And hopefully tonight I've given you some ideas around how you might communicate with different personality styles. You are not defined by this chart. I want to be super clear on that, so I'm going to say it again. You are not defined by this chart. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But even as you go through the Bible, I'm sure you can identify these types of personalities and the important part that each part plays in the whole, all right? We all have a place. So I want to finish with this. I want to encourage you just to get to know the people around you, your friends, your family, your colleagues, your discipleship group. We're called to do Life with people But communication's the key So hopefully Off the back of this You can communicate a little bit better So that's all from me But there's some questions there And Greg I want to encourage you If you've got any other questions there Because I'm going to be honest with you I threw this together last minute The the, the last part of it The questions part (laughs) I can use this as an excuse now I'll be like ah, That's the peacock in me Sorry about that but some of the questions that I'd love that I'd love for you to spend some time discussing at your table are, what are your highs and what are your lows? So where, where do you think you're high? Hopefully you've been able to kind of work that out tonight, get a bit of a feel for where you might sit. So what's your high? But you might have some lows in there. Now remember, lows are not, oh, I'm really bad at that. Lows are just perhaps it resonates more lowly with you, okay? But we often will have one high area and then another one, maybe two, Low areas that resonate with you. Are there limitations to your personality that you'd like to develop? What have you learned tonight? Is there part of it you've gone, oh, that's why I do that. or well, yeah, actually I do do that. I don't like to admit it, but I do. So maybe there's an opportunity for me to grow. And how could you use this to develop a relationship that maybe you've struggled with in the past? Is there someone who you just have not felt, oh, I just can't connect with that person. They're just like, Apples, oranges, chalk and cheese. Using this, how might you connect with them in future?